So welcome back to the conclusion of One in a Million, the Tempest Teapot Tournament in year 2013. Jay, I am so excited for this episode in particular because we've got our guest and we're going to mm-hmm. finally Today's the reveal day. the guest and the interview that we've had with them and also go through what happened in the conclusion of this year now right the we result did, yeah so we did last last episode we talked about all the rule changes we talked about the players that we added mm-hmm. we talked about the rain we talked about how we had to walk the turn the tournament this year because the course got flooded all that we we had the, the scenario with the captain's round where bruce threatened to be a captain which would have mm-hmm. been a disaster for you but uh <laughs> So we we've, we covered all of that. Now we're going to be going through and going through the actual rounds and, and see what happened, how it's all turned out. So mm-hmm. with that said, my man, are you ready? I am. Before we get to the draft, and I am eager to go over the draft results, we do have a new segment, though. We want to give the fans a chance to be heard. Right. So right? The, in the previous episode, we, we told everybody that we've got an email uh, address where you can send us your feedback, send us your questions, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been anxiously waiting to see kind of what kind of a feedback and you know we get. So um, yeah, so do you want to go through the mailbag? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, open the inbox and see what we got. All right, let's do it. Emails. So there you go. Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> was that as good for you, Jay? I just thought they were so insightful and thought-provoking emails that they really spurred on the conversation. So I'm yeah, grateful it, that we it, did that segment. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm <laughs> glad that I spent the hours and hours um, setting up that email account. Struggling to set up the and, email. Uh, you know, we, 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 we kind of briefly mentioned last episode that my um, I'm not the best technologically um, suited individual, Jay. Well, this brings up another concern, <laughs> though, Mike. Truth be told, and we should let everyone know, I haven't actually checked the email inbox. I'm trusting you <laughs> that there were crickets in the inbox. No, but that... now that I'm, as we're sitting here, I'm thinking, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe I should actually open that up. No, no, it was crickets. It was crickets. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Michael, if anyone does have anything thoughtful or interesting <laughs> at all to say or want to criticize us, they can send that to tales at a teapot21 at gmail.com. Correct? That's right. There you go. So we eagerly await an email from someone, <laughs> preferably in Ohio, if you're listening. Or Texas. Steve Celebre <laughs> said that earlier when he was listening to one of the podcasts. He said, how great would it be if some loser in Ohio would send you an email? <laughs> so if you are a loser in Ohio listening to this podcast, please, I would love to hear from you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. Let's, let's jump into the draft, Jake. Should we recap all the captains round scores? Because we hi- we did yeah. the highlights. Yeah, let's 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 do let's do the recap for the full event for the full. Yeah, effect. because you know what we're doing here, Mike, is we are compiling history, right? That's right. So if anyone wants to go back and find out the results of any match, they can just listen to the podcast. It's all right here for them. So it's good to keep it all in just for historical record purposes. So here they go. So I shot a forty-one. Uh, Matt Bear shot a 74. So after he improved in 2012, he kind of shot right back up there to his regular 74. Uh, Michael Najati, as we said, was 43. One of the ties for the 43. Stephen Ben shot a 45. Patrick Thibodeau shot a 43. Um, Scott Duncan shot a 61. Frank Dodato, 63. Ian Braun, 59. Renee Sight, 43 with those two birdies, which was good enough for the second captaincy. Steve Celebre posted a 52. Timothy Miller, 45. Derek Lambert, 67. David Taylor, 58. Scott McDougall, 56. Wow. Coming off his year off. He was a little rusty. And Bruce Atwood, 44. But we have one left. James Smith posted a 47. Nice. There you have it. There's the rundown. 
you know what I, I you know we, we talked about Steven kind of getting rattled um, with things that are out of his I, I firmly believe after after you telling what the, his captain round score his bag falling off into the puddle 100% had an effect on his game at least five shots. Yeah, like he's 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 a he's a better golfer than that. Hundred percent, that had an effect. In, oh yeah, for sure. We'll we'll move you down to a forty-seven, Steve, <laughs> with an asterisk. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the draft. So I had the first pick. Yeah. Did not take me half a second to make this pick. No, this was this was very much similar to the very first year where, as soon as Timothy made his pick of Scott McDougal, I was like. Jabin, <laughs> like I knew, yeah. I, I knew exactly. So this was very similar to you. I think I may have been hugging Pat at this point already. It's like Patrick I was so excited. So yes, I picked Patrick Thibodeau as my number one pick. Now the ball is in Renee's court. He has picks two and three. And Michael, do you have those in front of you? With the second pick, Renee shocks the world. Jay, he shocks the world and takes Bruce Atwood. And I was shocked. So. Partially because I just didn't understand it. Like I, I knew he didn't know Bruce and maybe he was, Bruce had been at the top of the leaderboard for so long that he just thought, you know, this is the guy, but there were other guys that shot I mean, 43 Jay, for right? crying, like you, Frank, Cren- I'm looking at it now. I'm actually kind of offended. I'm taking this personally now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I was, I was really surprised by that pick, but he took Bruce, which set up the epic Pat versus Bruce match in singles, <laughs> right? One for the ages. <laughs> that, that I mean, was, that's, a, that's a nail biter. That Get was, your popcorn. That was almost as lopsided as you versus Scotty. <laughs> oh, that's right. So I'm very similar. Exactly. So yeah. I'm looking at this going, well, there's three points. Yeah. But anyway, with Renee's next pick. Yeah. So, so Renee with his next pick picks Stephen Ben. That's that's the pick that I would probably make at that point too. Right. So then I get you. So now I get Pat and I get Mike <laughs> back on my team, which we weren't on the same team the year before. So I, I'm right. looking forward. I eagerly pick you. And now Renee gets the next pick. Yeah, and Renee goes with the two-time captain, uh, Timothy Miller. Now at this point, Pat pulls me aside. I get the next two picks. I get pick six and seven, and I remember Pat going, "Okay, you got to you got to pick James," and I thought. I, I, you know, I was kind of looking at Scott McDougal and I, I wanted to be on Scott McDougal's team. I think a little bit, uh, I was looking at definitely wanted to be on Celebre's team. So there was no doubt in my mind that I was taking uh Celebre, but Pat's like, no, no, y- James. I'm like, really? He's like James. And he's like, pick James next and then pick Steve. Cause he knew that I wanted to pick Steve. Right. So I'm like, Oh, you know what? All right. Why don't I do it? So I, I took James with the sixth pick. Then I took Steven with the seventh. And yeah, which you know what, uh, you can't. Pat wasn't wrong. Pat, no, Pat was definitely not wrong. So with the next pick, Renee elects uh, two picks actually. Renee ends up taking Scott McDougal and Ian Braun. Mm-hmm. And then I get the next two, and I take David Taylor and Matt Bear. And this is the first time that I will play with Bear on my team. Wow! Really. Mm-hmm. Because oh, that's right. remember yeah. I've only won once. That's right? true. Bears won the last two years now, but he didn't win the very first year, so I had not played with Bear yet. So this was the first chance. Wow, interesting. And that th- th- this is this is now my second year with Bear, I believe. Correct. Now, interesting where I picked Bear too, and I don't know if I was thinking this at the time or not, but because of the spot where I picked Bear. In singles, he was going to be buddied up with Pat. So for partner shots purposes, his five partner shots right. were going to be hit by Patrick Thibodeau. And and you know what? There's no way that you didn't think that through. Like, I, <laughs> you can't convince me of that. That was definitely thought through because just knowing you, for sure that was thought through. So Renee, with his next two picks, takes Scott Duncan and Derek Lambert. And that leaves Mr. Frank Dodato as the final pick. And he is added to Team Red. And that was the other choice I had as first captain. I get to choose red or blue, and I elected to go red that year. Jay, on paper, as I look through this again, and I, and I know I've, I've, I said this last time too, I really feel like 
I, I really feel good about this our team. Oh, I felt great. I felt great about our team. And remember, I had not, this was now my third year in a row being a captain, and I hadn't won yet as right. a captain, right? I had only won with you as a captain. Yeah. So I'm looking at this going, this is my chance. This is it. And so I was really excited. So let's get into to the first round of team play. So here were the pairings. So for Team Red, I put Matt Bear and Frank Dodato. I just threw our two lowest guys out. And I think this was Matt was all on board with this. He's like, throw us to the wolves and let's see what we can do. Now, interestingly enough, Renee did something similar. Right. And they ended up getting paired against each other. He paired Ian Braun and Scott Duncan together. And what yeah. was the result there? I, I, I got to be honest, a little shocking, but it was a two to one victory for Team Blue. So Matty mm-hmm. Bear and Frank lost that one. I know. And that, I think at the time, it probably wasn't that shocking. Looking back now, I would expect Matt Bear and Frank Dodato to actually pull that out. Yeah. But they yeah, didn't. So congrats to Ian and Scott for getting the, the victory on that one. On the next one, we had yourself, Michael, and David Taylor paired up, yeah. taking on Scott McDougal. There it is again. Uh, yeah. Back at it with battling Absolutely. it out with Scott McDougal. Absolutely. I was, oh, I was so excited that Scotty was back and we were pinned against each other again. It was so awesome. And he was paired up with Derek Lambert. That's right. And what made it even sweeter for me is we beat them two to one night. You took it down. Yeah which was awesome. I put myself with Steve Celebre. I think this was always what I was going to do. I mean, Steve was a rookie coming out and we had golfed together. So I happily paired myself uh, with Steven and we took on Steve Ben and Tim Miller, my, my oh rival, my goodness, Timothy Jay, Miller. Jay, I'm, ta- I'm looking at this, the stats here. What happened? Yeah, we got spanked, Mike, uh, two and a half to a half. So we they took it to us. And little spoiler here, Mike, this was not a great year for me in team play. Or in singles, well, singles, I guess, wasn't too bad. But overall, I didn't have a stellar year. The captain's round was okay, but this wasn't great. But my team was so good that yeah. it didn't matter. And that left the dynamic duo, the goat and the swag, Patrick <laughs> Thibodeau and James Smith, taking on a good match here, yeah. Renee and the fourth-seeded Bruce Atwood, <laughs> the powerhouse. And Team Red... Uh, the goat and the swag came out with a 3-0 victory. Dominating. <laughs> Dominating. Right. I remember Pat going, well, I got my points. What did you do? <laughs> well, you got a half a point? We got all three. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Oh, um, yeah. So we headed into lunch, and uh, Red had the lead 6.5 to 5.5. So just one point. Yeah, so, you know, Jay, just going to mention something really quickly again. Last, last week when we were talking about me being um pitted up against renee and i said psychologically i think the match was over before i even hit the ball in the finals mm-hmm. with the singles this same thing happened to bruce so the moment bruce saw pat play and knew that that's who he had to play against him in the singles mm-hmm. <laughs> it was over <laughs> yeah it was over like bruce had lost it <laughs> This is a real David and Goliath story yeah. without David's slingshot. <laughs> it's like David was looking around going, oh, I don't have anything. And <laughs> yeah. So anyways, round heading out after lunch into team play round two. two yep. I sent myself out again with Steve Celebre. We stuck together. This time we got paired up against Ian Braun, Scott Duncan. We're going to take it down, right? It's going to be just a, a slaughterhouse. And it wasn't Mike. No, you guys split. We tied them. You guys split. One and a half to one and a half. I, what it, is yeah. going on? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this Ian Braun, Scott Duncan team had something to it. Yeah, perhaps. So the next pairing, Jay, was Matt Bear and Frank Dodato again. And mm-hmm. this time they got t- <laughs> paired up against Renee and Tim Miller. Mm. And no surprise here. Team Blue dominated this one, took it. Two and a half to half. Right. So again, strategy can take you a long way, but at some point you do have to hit some golf shots. And I don't, Matt Bear does a little bit better when he's paired with someone who can do something. Him and Frank probably wasn't the wise. And we knew we were gambling a little bit. We were like, you know what? Let's go dominate the other matches. That was the the logic right yeah. we'll dominate the other three the problem is i wasn't holding up my end of the bargain it would have worked had <laughs> i delivered some points 
but unfortunately I wasn't. The next matchup, it was you and Dave Taylor again taking on Derek Lambert and Scott McDougal yep. again. Yes. So you're just licking your lips oh, here. I'm so, 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 I'm so excited because we, Oh yeah. I mean, as if the last beating wasn't bad enough, <laughs> we took it to the two and a half to half this time, Jay. That's right. You almost didn't let them get anything. Right. There you go. And then Pat and James went back out, and this time they faced Steve, Ben, and Bruce. So Bruce cannot <laughs> shake Pat at this point. Yeah. Right, and he's going to have him in singles. Yeah. So poor Bruce is faced up against Pat yeah. in every match. Bruce did manage with Steve's help to get half a point, but Pat and James, two and a half to a half. But like I said earlier, like he, Pat was totally in his head. Like there's no way Bruce, without saying anything. Yeah, no, I, you no. hear the sizzle of the ball come off <laughs> Pat's club, and you're like, okay, he's in my head. <laughs> oh, poor Bruce. I feel for him. That's so awesome. I, I don't. Uh, so red won seven to five in round two, and that brought our running total to thirteen and a half to ten and a half. Now this was great for me because the last two years I was I was on the other side of this. Yeah. I was facing a deficit heading into singles, needing a big comeback, and so this time going into singles with the lead felt much much better. So we had that three point cushion, and we faced off. And again, as always, these singles matches are predetermined based on your draft order. So no surprise here. And I got things started against Renee. Now, this was funny because, like I said, Mike, I wasn't playing particularly well all day. Now, the other thing that happened, I'm going to back up, I actually almost forgot this, is at this point, they opened up the front nine. The sun had come out. The course had dried up enough that they opened up the front and they're like, hey, guys, if you want, you can play your final nine holes on the front nine. And everyone was like, yes, you know, we're kind of tired of seeing the back. Let's go play the front. That sounds great. So we would, this is the only time we ever played singles, our singles matches on the front nine. So we head off. And they also offered uh, a discounted cart. They're like, it's also good enough to... So some guys jumped on carts. Some guys just continued to walk. I can't remember. I think I just finished walking. I know Pat and James did. Yeah. I know that they just continued. Uh, but a, a number of guys did load up in carts at that point. I honestly can't remember what I did. But we head out. And I'm facing off against Renee. Now I'm paired and can utilize Frank Dodato's uh, partner <laughs> shots if I want. And Renee can uh, utilize Derek Lambert's as well. So we head out. And I remember it being a tight battle. And again, I did not have my game. I remember this quite well. And I was just trying to grind something out against Renee. And it came down to the final hole. I remember being on the fringe, not on the green. So Renee had already got the bingo point because he was on the green. And I remember if I made the putt, I actually could swing the match in my favor and win the match outright. I'd win the match play portion and I'd win the bingo, bango bongo with one putt from the fringe, but it had to go in. If it didn't go in, he was going to win the, the, at least two points. It would go two to one to, for him. And I lined it up and I remember I drained the putt and just erupted. And he's like, of course you made it. He's like, you son of a gun. And I was so happy. I'm like, yes, I felt like I actually contributed the team and gutted it out. And, and you know what? This isn't. This wouldn't be the only time where you struggled through team play, but when it came oh, to yeah. singles, <laughs> like yeah. you took it up to an, another gear. Before we uh, go too further, I'm going to jump to the Frank Dodato and Derek Lambert match because they were the ones paired up with us, and Frank took it to Derek. Wow. Three nothing. Good for right? you, so, Frank. Yeah, and I don't remember. Uh, you know, what shots Frank called on me to hit. I don't remember how those turned out, but I, I'm looking at the score and Frank did something right. So well wow. done, Frank. Good Putting three points on the board those for us. Those were huge. Yeah. That was massive. Then we get to the next pairing. It was Patrick taking on Bruce Atwood. And credit to Bruce, yeah. he didn't get swept. No. He did not get I'm swept. He hung actually. on to one. I'm pretty sure that was the don't three putt. <laughs> I think he managed to to get a half point there. But Pat did two two and a half to a half. And Matt Bear was playing Scott Duncan. Now, Pat, Matt Bear had Pat taking his five partner shots. Scott Duncan had Bruce. I'm looking at the scores. I'm, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, Scott Duncan. He, he managed to, put, to pull it out. Well, have it. I know. You look at that and you look at the way Matt has played in singles with Pat's partner shots. You would think that maybe it was a different result. But in this case, wow. it was one and a half to one and a half. So yeah, cool. So as I'm looking at the stats now, Jay, this one genuinely surprised me. 
and, and I don't remember it. I don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. But it was my match against Steve Ben. Mm-hmm. And I somehow pulled it off two to one. You did two to one. I don't remember that. Congratulations. I, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Cause I mean, Steve well Ben is a, is, is a much better golfer than I am. So that was, that would have been a, I would have been pretty excited about that. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that I have no, maybe this is where the mindset started to change. Maybe, maybe this is where you became a believer. Maybe. Like I could take this down. <laughs> I could, I got this. I got this. You know what I think it was? I think it was all the, the beating that I laid on Steve, uh, Scott, the last, the previous two rounds, maybe this kind of helped me. Uh, <laughs> you were uh, you were just full of confidence. <laughs> That's right. Your playing partner in that match was David Taylor, Taylor, and he was taking on Ian Braun. And Ian just took it to him. Like Ian dominated. Three nothing. Three nothing. Yeah. That was these huge. early years. Ian came out to play these early years. Yeah. I do not remember the impact that Ian had in these early years, but he did. Yeah, for sure. For sure, he did. Wow. And then the final group was James Smith taking on Timothy Miller and Stephen Celebrate taking on Scott McDougall. Yeah. And James and Timothy battled it out, duel to the end, and they ended up splitting their match one and a half to one and a half. And Steve Celebrate taking on Scott McDougall, he bested Scott two to one. My boy Celebs. <laughs> Your, yeah, so that was, that gave us a 14 and a half to nine and a half um, lead in the third round, Jay. So for a final score of 28 to 20, which mm-hmm. was the largest margin of victory um, we've had so far, right? Correct. But there were more points available on the board, right? Because we expanded, we added more matches. So there were more points. So it was the largest uh, margin. So what I did is I ended up going back to this, the, what was previously the largest margin, which was your victory. And just comparing them percentage wise, the margin of victory compared to the amount of available points and the percentages actually worked out exactly the same. So in terms of percentages, my captaincy when I won was exactly the same kind of landslide when you won. There we go. It was equal. There we go. We're even Steven. Even Steven. Yeah. So 28 to 20. Well, Jay, let's bring, I think it's time. It's time that we've been, uh, we certainly have been waiting for. Let's bring on our guests. Our, the first guests that we've ever had on this podcast. Um, I'm super excited about it. And like I said earlier, a little bit nervous, but I'm super pumped because I really want to hear what their take of their first Tempest was all about. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, with that said, let's bring on the GOAT, Patrick Thibodeau, and the swag, swagger, Jay James Smith. Smith. So Jay, uh, we have some special guests with us today for this episode. Our first guest, Mike. Our, Our first, first guest. Uh, we've got Patrick and James joining us this episode. Legends of the Tempest, Michael. Yes. I don't feel so, like your level of excitement is high enough, to be I'm, honest. I'm nervous, Jay. More than anything, I'm nervous because this is our first guest. And Pat hasn't always been kind to you. No. No, he's always <laughs> on me. I'm always kind to you, Mike. Pat, that's, I don't know. I mean. I'm used to being the one that's accused of not being kind, so I'm, I, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> So, gentlemen, this is uh, year 2013, which was your first playing of the Tempest. Uh, what memories, if any, kind of stand out for you guys in your first in your first year? I, I'll, I'll kick this one off. I'm still trying to dry out from that year, uh, and that's <laughs> and that's and that's not that's not the drinking talking. That's just the the pure volume of rain that we had the, the overnight going into it. If I recall correctly, Jay will uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure, but it was an act and. And I wasn't even sure we were, I, I wasn't even sure we were going to play. So I, you know, I, I show up trying to be super positive, but I'm looking at the course and I'm looking at the first hole and I'm like, this ain't going to happen. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a soaker. I don't think I've ever played in that much rain before. There were some new lakes on the course, if I remember correctly. That's right, Pat. We were looking at some of the courses, some of the holes, and it was it was you know trying to figure out if that's a a, a lake that's supposed to be there, or if that's uh, you know a new addition overnight because it was one of those nights that just rained like you wouldn't believe. See, mm-hmm. normally leading up to the tempest, Jay and I look at the forecast like two weeks out, and every day we talk about it. And like, have you seen the forecast? It's calling for rain. It doesn't look good. 
I'm always a pessimistic one. And Jay's always like, no, no, no. We're going to will this through. We're going to have it. Weather's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be great. I, I always say these these events. You want to if if it's if it's two weeks out and there's rain, you're, you're looking good because they're never that accurate two weeks out. So you know you kind of want the rain on the day two weeks in advance because you know they're going to be wrong. I remember the night before talking to Jay. We we're like, and it is like coming down hard, and we we're like, uh oh, <laughs> this, this, we might not get this one in, guys. He's like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. And I remember driving all the way to Acton from London. And it's just pouring all the way down there. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, it, it basically stopped when we arrived at the course. It, you know, the thing is, too, the credit to all the guys, and, and it just kind of shows how the how everybody was excited about this tournament. Everybody showed up. Nobody bailed out. That's even, true. Even though it was, like, it was not good weather at all. So everybody still showed up, and everybody was pretty pretty much pumped. To, with to the exception the of the walking. With the exception of the fact that we were all going to have to walk. <laughs> Yeah, that was my big thing. Is that so? And James and I hadn't played in this before. We had no idea what this was about. Having listened for the last, you know, few podcasts, I've I've learned more about it than I even knew now. Um, but you know, James and I show up, and James and I have played a lot of golf together, and you know, we we play a lot of golf, um, and and we get there and don't know anybody. I know Jay. James doesn't know anybody. I don't think. Nope. This was my. This was inaugural for me. So you know, you get there, and we we have no idea what to expect, and. You know, we get there and everybody's showing up and it, the weather actually, if I remember correctly, by the time we got there, the weather was okay and it was starting to clear up. And I don't think we had any rain during the day. I think it, it, it actually stayed quite nice to be there. Yeah, but I think you're right. Brad. Yeah, the big thing was about the carts. Everyone was like, oh, we almost lost people because they couldn't take carts. And, and it, it's, it's, it, but it's your typical once a year golfer, like, like uh, Bear, who, uh, you know, he comes out to the Tempest every year, he plays his 36 and he goes home and that's, that's his, that's his year of golf. Right. But these guys that come out and golf carts are half, half the experience for them. Uh, when you tell them you have to walk, a lot of these guys are like, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you guys actually, I remember on the, I think it was the second 18 after lunch, they actually re-offered the carts to us. And if I remember correctly, you and James were like, no, We'll just we'll just finish the day walking, and you just yeah. kept going. I was I think I carried back then too. I don't I, I tend to push the uh, take a pull cart now, but I carried I think my my bag back then. Too. I think we both did. So it was for for us the walking was just sort of normal par for the course, pardon the pun, but it was uh, um, that was the normal part for us. But yeah, I'm curious though when you guys first started playing that, for, and I know it's going ways back, so you probably don't have the clearest memories of it but what were your initial thoughts of playing these games was it like this is stupid or this is ah this is actually different and fun well i'm the simpleton i i was confused so right so anyone that knows jay and everyone that listens to this podcast certainly knows that he'll remind you 26 times to read the rules you mean you mean the 25 page document of rules correct (laughs) correct having being the guy that i am and the fact that i knew absolutely zero people except for pat and obviously it was both of our first year I actually made the point and the effort of reading all 25 pages uh, numerous you, times, numerous times. I even, I even, I remember tucking them in the pocket of my golf bag, which just so that I had them, I got to tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't follow them until you, <laughs> until you play the format a couple of times. That's true. It's like bingo, bango, bongo. You might as well have been, you might as well have been tr- talking trigonometry to me. I just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> But there's still moments <laughs> to, to this day. There's still moments. All of us have been on the green with two six inch putts, a six inch and a seven inch putt. And we sit there and we're like, I, can I give you your putt or not? Like, who's, Every am I allowed to give you the, okay, wait, wait, if you, I, I want to give it to you, but then you're first in. So that's the, no, we've already won the bingo, bango, bongo. So, and it takes like a minute or two to figure out two six inch putts. Yeah. And, and it's to this day, and we've been doing this for, us now seven years or six mm-hmm. or seven years <laughs> so true and and just just think you guys came in when we had a lot of the things buttoned up already <laughs> well well no no that's not true there's still there's still been a lot of buttoning over the years yeah yes. that's true that's true <laughs> every but... year every year mike jay jay switches the rules i think it's my it's the most anxious i get every year is what rules <laughs> is jay going to do to bear trap this this tournament so that so that uh, matt can't uh, can't finagle the rules to work in his favor and i give him credit for doing that but i i'm like i i finally get a grasp of the rules and i'm like oh my god they're changing something what now what am i supposed to do like i can't keep it all straight so good on you jay for having the attention to detail and actually figure it all out 
Well, thanks, James. And it's funny, you guys, you know, you were rookies, you're struggling with the rules, trying to remember how it all works. And then I remember as captain, because I was captain that year, Pat coming to me, it's like, put me with James. Let's just put, put me together. I'm like, okay, if that's what you guys want. And you guys just dominated. I was looking at the stats and you guys, you know, you, you as as partners, you only missed half a point out of the available six that you could have got as partners. So you guys were huge for us. And uh yeah, so you did quite well, even though you didn't quite have the entire uh, rule book memorized at that point. All right, gentlemen, uh, the next question we had for you is now that's kind of the first year, but what is your biggest memory slash takeaway slash moment that sticks out for you out of any of the years of The Tempest? I, I have a few. I don't know if you have time for a few, but... You know, oh, we have time, Pat. The biggest... Uh... I guess I guess the if we're going on the golfing side of things and the actual golf, the biggest thing for me would be the uh, the missed putt. You know, mm. and it's not a, it's not a winning moment for myself. It's not a um, you know my team. It was uh, it was a Dune Valley, in, and I even looked it up. It was in 2018. Uh, I looked back. I found some of your old emails with the uh, um, uh, the recap, and I was reading about it. Um, and it came down to the last hole. And I was playing with Frank on my team. And I can't remember who I was playing against. I don't know if you guys remember. Jeremy Edmonston and Matthew Bear. Okay. So so Jeremy and I were tied on the ninth hole. Frank and Bear were tied on the last hole. And we come up to this short par four that is drivable for myself. There's a little lake in the front and there's bunkers on the side. And Frank comes up and asks me to to hit his drive. Cause this is where you can, you can share shots. So I hit his drive, pull it a little bit left, leave him in the, actually I pulled it right. I pushed it right on the mm -hmm. other side of the bunker and Frank has got, you know, not the best short game or bunker game. So um, anyways, <laughs> he ends up putting in it. the bunker, takes about eight shots in the bunker, finally picks up bear wins, the, wins it. So that one's done, but I need to, I think I just need to split with, with uh, Jeremy to, to end up winning it for our team. And I end up putting my drive in the, in the bunker on the left. Um, not a very good bunker, like very, very hard pan. My first shot stays in the bunker, hits the lip, comes back down. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I, 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 it was, it was like hitting off of a cart path or something. Right. So it just was really oh, bad. Lot. And it right. hits the lip, comes right back. Like, uh, next shot, I put it to about six feet, which are six or eight feet or something. You know, I'm thinking, all right. And Jeremy, I can't remember what he did, but he was he was somewhere there for a for a par, I think. He was almost in for a par, and I had about a six or eight footer little breaking putt coming in. And I remember that Jay, you were sitting in the back. Everybody mm -hmm. was there. We were the last group, and Jay's sitting in the back with his iPhone. He's filming the thing, and I get up and I get over the putt and I putt it, and it lips out. And Jay, one of the things I look back, Jay throws the phone up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got video evidence of this thing with Jay going, oh, and the phone flying all over the place. And with that year, we ended up tied 8-8, the whole, both teams, and it came down to the closest to the pin. That was the closest Tempest finish we've ever had. I yeah, believe. it was closest to the pin on the um, the first par three there. On That's that, right. Uh, the fourth hole, I think it is. Yeah, with the Miller tree. And I think it's the third hole. Four, fourth hole. Yeah, it's the fourth. But, but, You're right. but um, oh, okay. yeah, it was the close to the pin. And the blue team had won the close to the pin, so they had the tiebreaker that year. And that's that's the first time and first and only time that it's come down to the tiebreaker. Unbelievable. Pat, that was one of my favorite Tempests for sure. And even though I was on the losing side with you, it was such – I wouldn't change a thing. Even though, you know, it would have been nice for that putt to go in. The way it all played out – and and – in the past, like Mike and I, we would, if we would finish matches, we would often be driving around the course in the cart. We just think it's fun. It's, you know, I picture myself as like uh, a captain on the Ryder Cup, driving around, cheering on the team. I just, I get enjoyment out of that. But that year, it seemed like most people were doing that. Like they were going, because it was so close and we were following it. And I remember Steve Celebre sinking a big putt on hole um, eight and, and the, like actual roars from our team going up and, and everyone, like you said, and the way that hole is on number nine at Dune, you know, there's people up above, there's people close, but everyone was there watching it go down. It was such a cool moment. And it's a great finishing hole because it's, it's a hole you can score on, right? Like it's, it's a risk reward hole. It's a drivable par four. But it's a hard hole though, because the green is, it's sloped. It's a two-tiered green. Yeah, it's a two-tiered oh, yeah. green that's pretty heavily sloped. My putt that I missed went about 10 feet by because it was up on the top and it went down. And I remember that it didn't really matter for the, 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 the Tempest anymore 
but I went down and I just whacked it back up and I made the putt. And then I think we talked about it after it, it mattered for the SP event in this whole thing or the, the, oh. the, the, the SP points. <laughs> the stats. So it, at the end of the, the day, it, it did it because I ended up tying with, with Jeremy instead of beating him or something like that. It was, I just remember that last putt that I actually did sink meant something in the, in the greater universe of Tempest rather than just that one day event. <laughs> I love that. The greater universe of Tempest. Amazing. <laughs> uh, James, what about you? Well, I, I, no one will ever accuse me of having a good memory, but I will say that uh, for any of the events that I've played in, going, going back as far as Acton, I just, I, I always, re- I always remember the camaraderie and the, and the friendships that are, that are kind of forged there. Now that's, that's also me admitting that almost every year I have to rename, re-remember everyone's name, except for Pat and myself <laughs> and maybe, maybe, maybe you and Mike as well, Jay, but um I it, honestly, it's it's the it's the it's kind of the friendships and the banter that that kind of get me every year because I I'm not one to go through a round of golf three years later and still remember what I hit on one two three and four. In fact, I didn't even know what what hole the par three was that we were talking about. Dude, hell yeah, that was a third hole. We haven't played uh, that course enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I there's a few shots that I've made over the years at the Tempest that I kind of that I kind of recall. Uh, I don't remember which course it was. That's why I thought it was the third hole at Dune, but it might have been one of the other ones. I remember, I remember sinking an eighty, roughly an eighty-yard shot into a, a par three. So don't even ask me why my second shot was eighty <laughs> yards on the par three. But uh, I, re- I remember drawing an eight, just under eighty-yard shot on a par three at one of the one of the courses we played at. Obviously, that that sticks in my head. Ask me who I played that year, couldn't tell you. Uh, ask me if I won that year, couldn't tell you. But um, I do, I do, I do remember every year coming there and just enjoying seeing the guys. Yeah. That's, that's what really sticks out in my mind. You know, one of my favorite moments every year is just getting there in the morning. Like when you see everyone, totally. you're saying hi, you've got the whole day ahead of you. It's just, you know, it's early in the morning. Pulling the clubs out of the bag, out of the, the cars and just, yeah. Yeah. I love it's it. Nice. And you know, I love you know, it. An interesting thing is, is as well, like for the, for the most part, it's the same group of guys, right? But every year we have one or two new people that end up joining in. And by the end of the day, those new people have joined in, like with the banter, with the, like everyone just kind of seems to click and get right into it. So it's really fun that way. You know what that reminds me of, Mike, and I know this is a little off topic, but when we did, and James wasn't there for this, but when we did the 10th in Muskoka, I remember there were two brand new guys and within hours, they were yelling, Matty Bear. Right. I'm like, Matt. They, they didn't even know. I'm like, Matt. <laughs> but they were all just, they had everyone, you know, they were just part of it. Right. And it was, it was great. I have to, I have to think when you're talking to people that have played in this tournament, though, Bear has to be one of the people that anyone that's played with him or against him, people tend to remember. Because I do recall playing against him. And for maybe the first five seconds, you think he's out of his mind. And then you realize, oh, snap this guy is a tactician like he knows exactly what he's doing other than with a golf club other than with a golf club like everything yeah, else he knows what he's doing it's very bear, true. bear is very yeah, memorable bear. for sure he's uh, there's... One, one of my memories of bear was when we played one of the captain's rounds at dune valley and he shot 65 67 something like that but that's not that's that's just bear but I came out of it and there was not one penalty shot and not one lost ball. So he actually swung 65, 67 times to get through. Like, so he didn't, his shots were going, but he just, you know, he, it just takes him, he takes his time. But again, if we were playing bingo, bango, bongo, he probably would have beaten me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So, so to, to end this little segment off, we thought we'd play a little Tempest word association game just for fun. So we're going to go back and forth. We're going to give you a word or a phrase, and we'd like you to respond with a one, two, maybe three word phrase of your own. Just kind of whatever first, don't even take a lot of time to think about it, just whatever comes to your gut, fire it off. We'll go back and forth, so we'll start with Pat, and then we'll give you the same one, James, so you'll both get a chance to respond, and then James, you'll go first on the next one. And Mike's gonna play the role of kind of judge here. He's gonna he's gonna designate points back and forth to what he finds the most interesting answer. And who knows how Mike thinks, so good luck to that. It, it honestly means nothing, but it's just fun for us. All right. So, Jay, uh, Pat, we're going to start with you for the first one. All right. So here Lots you go. Pressure. First first thing that comes to mind. Acton Golf Club. Wet. James? Out of breath. <laughs> Out of breath? And I'd love, to ela- I'd, I'd love to elaborate on it if I'm allowed. Yeah, go. of course. Would be- go ahead. <laughs> 
So I made them. I made the 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 mistake of not wearing colors to the course, uh, not wearing blue or red, but rather wearing all black. Uh, and that was because I didn't want to show I didn't want to show favor to either color. And I remember I remember the turnaround from when I got picked to when I had to tee off being like moments in time. I remember sprinting. And anyone that knows me knows that I should never be sprinting because uh, I'm often doing it with a cigarette hanging out the corner of my mouth. Um, and I was totally out of breath running up to the first to the first uh, uh, to the first hole after the captain's route. So out of breath is that's what I associate with acting outside of the rain, obviously. Nice. Michael. All right, All right James, I want to give you that one just because yeah. as you were saying it. I was I was literally just gonna say, did you have a cigarette hanging out of your mouth as you were running, and then you said it. So that was wow. awesome. That's right. Wow. Well done. Oh, well All done. right, James. He, deser- he deserves that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <laughs> going forward now, Pat. You know you can elaborate if you want to. All right, uh, James. This first thing that comes to mind: bingo, bango, bongo. Anxiety. Just pure anxiety. I think I touched on it earlier, mm-hmm. but just trying to figure out those rules the first couple of years and remember them from year to year always gives me anxiety. Pat? I'm going to say math, just the math of it all and just trying to keep track and the 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 measuring putts that are, like I said earlier, the, the, the six inches or seven inches putts, you know, you got to figure out who's farther away, what, 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 who has points. So it's, there's a lot of math that goes into those three little points. I don't envy you here, Mike. I think those are both really good answers. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to give this one to Pat. Just because you and Matt, you and Matt Bear are the ones that kind of came up with this whole bingo, bango, bongo thing. I know that it, it, you didn't invent it, but you guys really wanted to have that as a big part of this tournament, and for good reasons. So, and you know, it's no surprise that there's math involved because you guys are both very, very good in math. So, so I'm going to give that one to Pat. All right, uh, this one is for Pat. All right, the partnership of Pat and James. Uh, legendary. <laughs> we were, we, we were after the first couple of years, we were kept apart. You know, I don't even, we've been together for a while. Well, I actually, just jumping in here real quick, I won't elaborate on that. I remember being captain a couple of years later and saying to you, you better pick James high or you're not going to get him. Because it was, I was determined to keep you guys apart. I know you picked James way out of, out of, uh, you know, uh, off the, off the board. You were with did. James at one point. And we, we ended up winning that year. I it think worked you out. did, yes. Anyways, James. <laughs> Partnership of Pat and James. Well, you actually, you actually stole the story from, from my mouth on us. Cause I'm going to say, I'm going to say frustration. Cause I remember, I remember on almost every year saying, match me up with Pat, match me up with Pat. We, we can't be beaten. And I remember you looking at me deadpan and going, James, anyone matched up with Pat is going to win. That sounds like me. Michael, what do you got on the score here? <laughs> wow, that's a tough one. I, I, okay, so before I make the judgment here, I do have to say, Pat, every time the J has been a captain or an opposite team as you, the strategy has always been keep James away from Pat. <laughs> so, I know. he's He hasn't made it any secret. <laughs> that's right. All right. All right. I want to give that one to James. So we got James has got up two to one now. Okay. Pressure's on James. This one's for you to go first. Matt Bear. Uh, I, I think he wouldn't appreciate me necessarily saying this, but the, the word slow comes to mind uh, just because he is so painstakingly um, ingrained in trying to win in the, in the arenas of the rules that he can win in that it almost gets sometimes to the point where it's a little bit slow, but for good reason. And you're a fast player. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a practice swing, I think ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, so that, I think that's, I think he would understand that one. Uh, Pat. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to build on, on what I know he likes to do. I'm going to say uh, poker face and that he just, he comes to it with that poker mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm not outwardly, I'm not going to show you anything. And honestly, his golf game doesn't scare anybody, but he manages to, pull it together somehow. Right. So he's not going to, you play the first couple of holes of this guy as a rookie and you're going to be like, this guy, this is, this is uh, points in the bank. By the time you get to the ninth green, he may have those points in his bank. That's a, ooh, well yeah. said. Wow. Michael. Uh, and he yeah. loves poker. That's why. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be uh, I don't want to make this like 
dramatic or anything, but I got to give that one to Pat. Well, that was yeah, a good that, answer. With that was a good one, Pat. Yeah. I think yeah, that was that was a good one. Pat, greatest Tempest short game. We're looking for a player here. That's totally up to you. Greatest Tempest short game. Scott. Scott McNabb. Scott McNabb. That's Scott McNabb. Scott uh, McDougal. Scott, Scott McDougal. Doesn't he? He talks a big. He talks a big short game. He always talks a big short game. <laughs> oh, that's great! That is great. And Scott McNabb, by the way, is an old boss of mine. So that's their. That's another, oh, Scott I, McDougal. I, I would tend to agree with you that Scott McNabb is probably the best short game player ever. <laughs> wow! Wow! I didn't expect that one to go that way, Mike. No, I gotta be no, honest. Neither did I. Neither well, James, you can pretty much say anything and win this point. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm going to err on the side of humor. Isn't that what this whole show is about? I'm yes. going to say Pat, and I'm going to say Pat because you've never seen someone chip as bad as Pat can at, in the course of a round and yet put it in from just about anywhere on the green. Mm. All, all he's ever said to me as his partner is, just put it on the green for me, James, <laughs> and I'll take care of the rest. And that's kind of that's kind of the that's the secret sauce to our partnership. Is I I just have to get it on the green and paddle paddle drain it. So that I'll yeah. go pat. I've been on the receiving end of some of those putts, so I hear you, <laughs> wow. Mike. Oh, gee. Gee. well, this is going to speak volumes to who you give this point to. Oh. I'm a winner either way. Oh, Why would you do that? Touche. Why would you do that? Oh, that's. You have no and, idea. And to be clear, we're tied right now, right? Yeah. So who are you giving this point to, there, Michael? Oh. I'm giving it to Scott McNabb. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm okay. a I have a headache. My head is about to explode. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So we're, we're to James on this next one. Truth be told, I wrote this one specifically for James. So I'm lobbing this one to you, James. I'm lobbing it to All you. Right. Okay. Here All we go. Right. Turquoise. Ah, <laughs> uh, Celebre. Yes. Yes. Point Give James. Point. Oh. Give him the point. Point James. We're not even, I'm sorry. But point I got James. nothing else to say. No. Point James. I can't say the same thing. And he said, so I, may not, I may not have a memory. I may not have a memory to, to, to tell stories, but I certainly have a memory when you, when you remind me of things that have happened. I remember, I, I specifically remember that year and I, I couldn't leave Steve alone on the color of her shirt, <laughs> but here's one for you. Had he recalled that story himself, the last time we played, he could have been all over me. Cause I don't know if you remember this Jay or Mike, I wore pink. Yeah, we remember. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was going to be the next question. The next <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mentioned that, Pat, because you get to go first on this one. Here we go. Best dressed. I'm going to go with Jay. Jay always comes, uh, Jay always comes well dressed. He's always well put together, Thanks. puts thought into it. Yes, he does. I'm always tucked. I will say that. You're always tucked. Yes. Yeah, for sure. White belt and all. You know, <laughs> I'm not yeah, giving he, out the points, though, so. No, I know. I could have. I could have go. Well, I, I could have gone with someone else. But well, you know, he, that, that he, wasn't we, a Tempest one. That he was the 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 the, the, the shirtless, uh, the, right. the, the, the vintage not, not shirt. Not that wasn't shirtless. a Tempest day. No, it was though. It was it was player of the year. So it, it actually it was, was an SP Tempest. event. You're right. So it was Tempest related. But anyways, I digress. James, I'm going back to Jay. Uh, honestly, I'm actually also saying Jay. Nice. I just wow. you're always wow. you are always you are always the most pressed up clean shaven looking guy all of us look every almost all of us show up to the course looking haggard because we've been up we got up at 5 30 in the morning to drive to the course and yet you always show up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed so i'm gonna give it to you jay as well wow and he's been up all night as well like worrying about this whole tournament That's the weather and everything true. but he still looks great uh so what are you gonna do for the score now oh, mike so how many how many questions is that a push left? yeah i think it's a push yeah we have one Okay. Yeah, we have let's, one let's, left. let's make it a push. We'll give it a push. Okay. And so what's the score? A little recap heading into the final round? Uh it is three three. Three oh okay. Well you can't push on the last one. Right. I'm gonna force you to make to okay. do a winner. So this is to James now first, correct? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Here you go, James. The Tempest in three words or less. Three words or less. A great time. Simply put, a great time. I look forward to it. Every single year, 
And anyone that knows that knows me and you guys included know that I just look forward to playing golf, but I look forward to playing an event like this where I can actually be part of a competition. And Patrick, um, I'm going to say more than golf, hmm. more uh-huh. than golf. Cause it's cause golf, golf plays a, a, a big chunk of it, but the way that you guys have crafted the rules around being able to make, you know, those that aren't golfers, still be able to compete and, 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 um, you know, enjoy and, and, and participate and, and contribute to the, the result um, and the camaraderie that we built. I think it's a, it's, it's a day that's about more than golf. Wow. Wow. That is top of great is, answers. They are. And you know what, gentlemen, I just want you to know that in this game, there are no losers. So <laughs> Ex- you except, go- drumroll. But except <laughs> the, the loser is. <laughs> <laughs> If everyone's a winner in our books. Uh, we, we love you guys both. All right. I'm going to. And we're, we're due for time. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. And the winner for this one, we're going to give this one to James. Hey. Oh, James. This is the only thing golf related I've ever beaten Pat up. <laughs> Congrats, James. Oh, well done. Well done. Well done. I think. To be honest, though, I think we all lost as soon as Pat said Scott McDougal for the Gridish Short Game. <laughs> <laughs> so can we can we quickly talk about that, Jay? Can we quickly get give them the background or backstory of, of why we brought up that question? Okay. okay so what? Yeah, sure. So on my yeah, list, who were you looking for? Okay, we were looking for anyone but Scott McDougal. So what we were going to do is, you know, once clearly you're not going to pick Scott McDougal, we were then going to throw out Scott McDougal's name to see what you would say about him. And just to clearly show him as he goes around parading this nonsense that he has the greatest Tempest short game that nobody else thinks that way. But then... Well, propaganda is working. (laughs) It's like that Seinfeld episode with George Costanza. (laughs) Oh, guys, you were great. Yeah. This has been fun. Hey, thanks for having us. No, our yeah, pleasure. Really appreciate it. And uh, we might actually, we might actually have like three additional listeners this on this <laughs> one because my father-in-law, who's staring at me from inside the cottage, going like he's he's been talking about this since yesterday. He's like, I'm sorry, your friends do what? <laughs> like, there's, and where where do you listen to this? I'm sorry, it's on Apple, it's on Spotify. So you might actually see that we I might actually it. get a couple more listeners. My, my my wife and my father-in-law, I actually think will tune in just to listen oh. to how ridiculous I sound. This is Amazing. I think Lori said she would listen to this episode as well. Not the other oh, episodes, wow. but this one. Lori, <laughs> <laughs> send us an email. Tell us what maybe, you think. Maybe we'll sell her on it. If, we, if this sells her on it, we'll get there on the other ones. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, it's been great. All right, James, Pat, we look forward to uh, battling it out there this coming summer. Yeah, shameless, shameless plug, Jay. Needs to be in July. I'm going to try my best, my friend. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> more more pressure for you. Either that or your sponsor has to fly him back in August. So so should we actually like make the full-out full, full out announcement now so that everybody knows? Sure, yeah, let's do it here. Sure. All right. So, um, James, you wanna, do you want to drop the, drop the bomb here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, anyone that I've played with uh, has probably heard me mention that I work for Petro Canada or Suncor Energy. Well, Suncor Energy has decided to close their entire their Ontario offices, uh, which house about 600 employees, and have offered those 600 employees a one-way ticket to Calgary uh, should they want to continue their career with the company. And uh, so my wife and I have uh, since uh, sold our house uh, in Burlington uh, and have purchased a new home in Calgary, and we'll be moving out there uh, in early August uh, with the whole family. So. Um, I, I, I fear to say that this, that this year could potentially be my last uh, Tempest because my intention is to, is to manage to have my vacation in Ontario around Tempest time so that I can be here for the event. That'd be amazing. That would be really good. Or we could do Tempest, Tempest 15 out in Calgary. That's, that also would I'd be love, amazing. I'd love for that trip. to happen. He's got a golf course I, behind him. At James's house. And James, yeah, just, just so you know, <laughs> when, when I first heard the news, when Jay texted me, I, I right away, I texted you and I said, I, I can't believe you're being so selfish that you would not <laughs> run this by us before making a decision like this. I was really disappointed. 
but all the <laughs> best. And it's funny because I was sitting at the cottage. I was sitting at the same cottage when you sent me that text, and I if, I think my response back to you was, "Who is <laughs> That's this?" Right. <laughs> 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 which, which really, which really made me feel good. But all, uh, all kidding aside, buddy, I, uh, it's been, it's been awesome getting to know you. All the best, and uh, I really hope that it's not the last tempest that you can jo- join us at for sure. Mm, so. Indeed, appreciate that. All right, gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks, thanks boys. Guys. All right, thanks for having us. Stay Have safe, and we'll uh, see you on the links if they ever open up. Mm. Yes, not soon enough. How cool was that, Jay? That was a lot of fun, Mike. That, and what was so much fun too is like they really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And what you couldn't see if so we did this interview on a Zoom call. And so of course we can see each other on the podcast you can't. But Pat shows up decked out in Tempest red full on with the Tempest logo as his virtual so background. So impressive. He was ready to go. Yeah, I love it. Well done, Pat. Well done, sir. I was very, very impressed. <laughs> oh, and not only that, he did his research. Like you can tell from the interview, right? He's like, I'm going back to previous emails. Yeah. See, see yeah, he, Pat's sneaky serious, he's a, right? He's like, a gamer. He, yeah. he he pretends like he doesn't like, because even like when you sent out the email to him saying, you know, we're going to go on. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you didn't give me very much time. And then all of a sudden he shows up all decked out with the background. I was like, oh. Oh, I know. He's often the first guy, right? Oh, you guys have a lot of time on your hands. And then he's right into it. He's just, he's the same. <laughs> oh, he's Pat. cut from the same cloth. <laughs> so you know awesome. it, Pat. All right. So, Mike, that's in the bag. We're celebrating now because we've already won, right? We went over the scores yep. uh, before the interview there. And we the guys are just finishing up and we're all around the green we're getting ready for the uh singing yeah and i bring out the trophy right so the trophy at this point i think had been in my car we did different things different years but i think it was in my car still so i went and got it i brought it out and as i bring it out there's some guys on the balcony um or the the patio area of the acton golf and country club which by the way every time i say the acting golf and country club i'd laugh because it's nothing like a country club but anyways uh so there's these guys on the patio watching and they're like oh nice trophy anyway one of them wanders on over and he's like can i look at that so i i hand it to him he's like that's a nice trophy i'm like yeah thanks he's like i gotta sign that and i said what he's like i gotta sign this trophy and i'm like no dude you you really don't right and and he's like and so i took it back from him and he walks away I'm like, that's really weird. Like, who says that? Who comes up? Some Very stranger random, who we yeah. have no idea and wants to sign the trophy and says it right out to him. So I'm like, well, that was strange. And I kind of forget about it. So I p- put the trophy down right by the green as the groups are finishing. And we're all chatting and talking. And then the groups sing. I'm a little teapot. And I turn around after not paying attention to the trophy. And here's this guy back. He's got it in his hands. He's putting it back down. And I see a Sharpie in his hand, Mike. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I go over, pick up the trophy, and on the bottom, underneath on the bottom of the base, the unfinished part, are the big words in capital letters, Gordo 2013. (laughs) And I got to be honest, at the time, I was like steaming. I'm like, are you kidding? You just defaced our trophy. (laughs) And I was telling guys, we went out for dinner afterwards uh, to celebrate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sandpapering that off when I get home. Like this... And then, you know, the next day happened and we're chatting about it. We laugh. Day after that. And we, we kind of like, this is kind of funny. Like, it's kind of a quirky story. And I never got around to sandpapering it. And then the, as the years went by and we kind of looked back, it became this, this, I don't know, like this, almost this tall tale that was yeah. true. This yeah. some weirdo the, this, named Gordo. This tournament, Jay, has had a number of different stories and events and you know we I joked about it, but, you know these lores that just kind of kind of happened, right? And this was one of it. This was the beginning. I think this really was the beginning of kind of all of that. So yeah, over the years, we every year we kind of look at it. And, oh, there's Gordo, 2013. So it's, it's just it's awesome. It is awesome. And Mike, w- the people should know that we did our best to try to get Gordo on this show. Yeah. So when we were meeting as Mike calls them, the production meeting (laughs) uh, for this episode, 
we actually started Googling and looking up. I'm like, you know, Acton's a small town, right? So I'm like, I wonder if I can find out. And I actually think we tracked down the guy. I think we're, I know we're 100%, the last name. We're, I'm 100% convinced we found the guy. I found a picture of him. And I'm like, that's the guy. That's the guy. We just want the people to know that we take this seriously. We're leaving no stone unturned. We are bringing, we tried to bring Gordo to you. And if, if by some chance, Gordo, you're listening, we would like to have you on and celebrate you. We're not, we're not here to mock you. No. We're not here to no, be angry no, at you. No, not at all. And I, I actually, Jay, I sent an email because we found, we found an email address for, for Gordo. And um, mm-hmm. I sent an email this morning and I was like kind of giddy and excited as I sent it and shortly after I sent it I got a, a bounce back yeah I was like oh how cool would that have been if he was like he if that was actually a legit email and we were able to connect with him but you know nonetheless we are uh, we're still trying we're never gonna we're not gonna give up yet it was fun though I felt like a detective finding like old newspaper clippings that and I'm like that's him that was impressive that's him. that was impressive how you quickly did that actually <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so Mike, we're almost ready to wrap this thing up. But one more thing that I wanted to share with the audience uh, is that this is also the year where we decided to start writing a little Tempest recap. So at the end, we we take a picture of the winning team. We do a little write up, a little recap of what happened. And then Pat even referred to one of our, our write ups when we were chatting with him from 2018. Right. Yep. And so I thought we'd just read a little bit of the recap to summarize this episode. And so here is from the 2013 Tempest Teapot Tradition wrap-up. The 2013 Tempest may be remembered as the most eventful competitions for quite some time into the future. This year we expanded to 16 players, were flooded out of the front nine, had records broken, witnessed the performances of new rookie sensations, taken the top two spots in the rankings and had some guy known only as Gordo sign the trophy. What? In the end, the red team, captained by Jay Friesen, defeated the blue team, captained by Rennie Seipt, by a final score of 28 to 20. And then it goes on, there's our picture there, it goes on to the TTPI and a few other things. But Mike, at the bottom, it says this. It says, congratulations to Patrick for setting some new statistical records outlined below, which, by the way, he set the new highest TTPI his very first year. He had the most points won ever in a year, so he set those records. And James came in second with the TTPI. So the two rookies that were on my team had the two highest TTPIs, so congratulations. And I was not happy And then... (laughs) No, but you were happy about this. This you were happy about. Also... Congratulations to the, quote, fabulous four, unquote. The four individuals who have now put their name on the Tempest teapot three times. Matt, Michael, David, and this is our final trivia question, Michael. Now it's time for trivia. Now it's time for trivia. Who was the other person? And again, we've just done these episodes now. So if you put your thinking cap on, all you have to do is go back and think, who else won three of the four times i think i know jay i think i know but i'm probably going to be wrong but i I'm, i feel pretty confident about this one i think it's frank dodato is that your final answer it you're is. gonna lock it you're gonna hitch your horse yeah. to frank yeah or sorry <laughs> hitch your wagon to frank yeah I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say frank i think so. i think it was frank you are correct yes, yes. there you go yes well What's our score now? I should be. I, I think I'm two for five. Two, yeah, because you dropped to one out of five. Yeah. That's right. Two for five. That's not, that'll help the average. Yeah. There wow. you go. That's it. That's 2013. And yeah, Jay, that was a. I mean, that's. It's been a lot of fun to kind of unpacking some of the stories and going back and looking at some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. Like, I know we said this earlier in the episode when we started. But man, oh man, looking back, holy moly, did this did this year ever change the direction of this tournament? Right. And that's why it was so big, too. It wasn't just what happened and there was a lot that would happen. It's what it set up in the future to happen right. as well. Yeah. And now looking forward to 2014, um, there would be a couple of new players that we would end up uh, bringing on. 
and uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah, I can't wait for that. We have uh, another another incident with a trophy that we got to talk about in 2014. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, so it's pretty exciting. There's a lot of... Uh, and it's our farewell to, to Acton. That's right. That's right. It's going to be the last playing of the Tempest and, at Acton. And, and I think Gordo really did start something because every year now there is something new and something like something just exciting happens every year in this tournament. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2014 as well. So anyways. All right. Until next time, Michael. Jay, this has been a total pleasure, my friend. See you soon. On behalf of Jay Friesen, I am Mike Najati, and you have been listening to Tales from a Teapot. Tales from a Teapot is produced by Michael Najati and Jay Friesen. Our theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is provided by Silverman Sound Studios at silvermansound.com. 